0: Cutting Edge, I am Maz, your podcast host. I'm a domestic abuse survivor and a warrior on a mission to fight the battle to emancipate others who suffer at the hands of their abuser. Victims who are living with the devastation of domestic abuse. For this episode, I need to give a trigger warning. Some of the detail will contain descriptions of abuse and violence. Just a small announcement. I ran... No, I didn't run. I wish I could say that. I walked a half-marathon last week Sunday to raise funds for a local community domestic abuse helpline and I just would like to thank all the sponsors for sponsoring my half marathon I raised 161 pounds plus gift aid for the helpline charity so thank you everybody who sponsored me for that half marathon if you've been affected by domestic abuse or know somebody who may be affected and want to reach out for help Please call or email the National Domestic Abuse Helpline 0808 000267. It's a free phone and it's confidential, or you can leave a message by completing a form on the website nationaldahelpline.org.uk. Our topic today is codependence. Codependency is actually a learnt behaviour. It's a learnt behaviour often passed down from one generation to the next through observing it in other people typically your family members. This is why it runs in families. When you are codependent you have a behavioral and emotional condition that greatly affects you. It can impact your ability to have a mutually satisfying relationship that's healthy. Sometimes this condition is also known as having a relationship addiction. This is because codependent individuals will often form one-sided relationships. And these connections are frequently abusive and can become emotionally destructive. When you are a codependent, you are focused on controlling, maintaining and nurturing undesirable behaviors in a relationship. And a classic example of this in my abusive relationship with John was that I protected him from the police by not pressing charges and preventing him from being arrested for his violent physical abuse. I did not want to destroy his life. But in the process of doing so, I prevented him from taking consequences for his actions and destroyed my life instead. My self-esteem depended on how John felt. I could not feel good about myself unless he was happy. And that meant enabling his behavior indirectly. And as a result, the abuse was reinforced and even encouraged to continue. The same was so for my mother, enabling my brother's addiction to alcohol and that behavior I learned from her. And I also ended up enabling my brother in the same way. This does not make enablers bad people. It's all they know and stems from childhood trauma. Learned behavior is a form of survival. There are several signs of codependency that you can look for in your relationships. These include just a few. One... Being only feeling a sense of purpose when you've made excessive sacrifices to care for someone else's needs. And a typical example of that for me was when I was adamant that Amka was going to be John's rescuer and and get him out of prison. Much to my detriment, but it was some form of proof that I was worthy of his love by, by being his rescuer. Rescuing and fixing other people at your own expense. Finding it impossible to say no when another person is making constant demands on you. Covering for another person when they get into trouble with the law. And again, another example was that I never actually pressed charges against John when the police were called out by my neighbours. I always protected him because I didn't want to destroy his life. Frequently worrying about what other people think of you. That's a tough one for for most people, but particularly for those who are codependent. Feeling as though your relationship has, has you trapped. Remaining silent because you want to avoid arguments and you don't want to rock the boat. Or call out the enormous elephant in the living room. Feeling that you're not satisfied with your life outside of a specific person. Staying with a partner even when you can easily recognize unhealthy behaviors. Offering support to another person even though it's causing you physical or mental anguish. People who are codependent typically experience anxiety more than anything else. Their relationships will be completely centered around two specific things. They'll either be trying to change their partner or be trying to conform to their partner's wishes. And it's actually a pretty scary place to be. And this is one of the reasons why it is so very hard to leave an abusive relationship. Codependency may be caused by several different factors, such as growing up in a home in which your emotions were punished or even ignored altogether. This can result in you having feelings of low self-esteem or shame. You may believe that your needs are not worth tending to as a result, putting everybody else's needs before your own. And this is certainly perpetuated in an abusive relationship and another reason why victims stay in their harmful relationships for so long. My self-esteem and shame became so chronic while I was with John, attending to his every need and none of my own. And the fact that I believed that if John could not love me then no one would. Living in a household where abuse is common. This can refer to emotional or physical abuse. The codependent may find themselves feeling responsible for the abusive person. The codependent becomes the caretaker out of a desire to save the person from themselves. But their own needs take a backseat. And this was very much so for John and I. I felt responsible for him. I felt that it was my duty to be his caretaker, to save him from in, from himself. But really, it was at a price that was too high for me to pay And I was the one that suffered in the end. And next one, the next cause is typical of what happened in my household. Codependent parents may attempt to protect their children from experiencing problems or hardships in their lives. They may attempt to control them in the way that will result in the child meeting the parent's expectations for success. This leads to lack of self-identity. Not learning to have one's own opinions and make one's own choices as it all has to align with those of the codependent parent. It taught me to conform in order to receive love and recognition. And that learned behavior made me the perfect person to become a victim of domestic abuse. I'm just going to use part of my story as an example of what I'm trying to put across here. With the grace of God, I managed to walk away from John after many failed attempts to leave. I knew I could not just run away to the next town or even county. John would never leave us alone. No, I needed to run as far away as possible where he could not reach us. So I fled back to my home country 6,000 miles away. Unfortunately, not all victims are that lucky to make such a big break. And I think if they could, they would. The terror of having to look over your shoulders every day, wondering when your abuser will find you, is unbearable and unsettling. And I remember this feeling so vividly after John found out I'd returned to the UK seven years later. John started a terrifying campaign of unwanted social media messages, repeated phone calls to my workplace, to the point of harassing my receptionist with phone calls to be able to speak to me, to outright stalking of myself and Sam, our child, and threats to kidnap Sam, who was eight years old by then. After a few days of arriving back in my home country, PTSD was setting in for me in the form of deep depression, uncontrollable, gut-wrenching sobbing, as flashbacks of the violent abuse haunted me, along with nightmares. I could not eat for about four weeks on end. All I could manage was Coca-Cola and smoke cigarettes. All I wanted to do was hide from the world. So... I did hours of daytime sleeping and Sam, being a baby, fell into my daily sleeping pattern. I would get up at 10am, finish a 2 litre coke and smoke a half packet of cigarettes. By 1pm I would retreat to my room with Sam, sleep for most of the afternoon, wake up at 5pm, drink another 2 litres of coke and another half a pack of cigarettes, Lewis, my eldest brother was very supportive with helping me take care of Sam in this time. Nighttime, I would watch mindless television, which perpetuated the numbing of my mind, which is what I wanted because with nighttime sleeping came the nightmares. I did not want to feel anything, think of anything or recall anything. I literally became a zombie. Lewis became very concerned after four weeks of watching me disappear from the world. When my mother returned from a visit to my sister in Australia, They cahooted in an effort to get me to see a doctor for my depression and PTSD. I commenced treatment with antidepressants and I was referred to a therapist. And within a few months, I was in a much better place. I had connected with some childhood friends and my social circle grew. I became stronger within myself. I started enjoying life again. I was smiling again. A small flicker of a flame had sparked in my soul again but I still had many inner battles to fight and many wounds to heal. I met a new friend who was going through a nasty divorce and she introduced me to a 12-step principal program called Codependence Anonymous, CODA for short. This program was the first real step to my healing and recovery from the abuse I suffered as a child and as an adult. It helped me move from being victim to observer of my life. I began slowly understanding the concepts of childhood traumas, alcoholism and the link between... and how you can develop codependency characteristics and traits as a result. This program does not work for everyone as it is rooted in Christianity, but I prefer to use the term spirituality. You surrender to a power greater than yourself, a higher power if you like. The part that worked for me most was having a safe place where a degree of anonymity was upheld, where I was able to share my experiences without judgment or unsolicited advice on a weekly basis, and it was free. Code-structured format allowed me to simply be heard by a non-judgmental, ex- accepting group of people, a place where I could externalize my thoughts and become more objective and reflective, allowing me to rewire my brain with reassurance that I am a worthy and acceptable person. I learned to be compassionate toward myself. I made many new friends who had similar struggles, the camaraderie raised my spirits and hopes. These friends I made in CODA became lifetime friends. And even after I re- returned back to the UK, we still keep in contact. It grounds me to know we are there for each other no matter where and what time. And thanks to this incredible program which I attended every week for six years, my life became manageable and my sanity was restored. So if you are fresh out of an abusive relationship... You've survived it, you've found a safe place, and you now have the questions as to why. Why would I stay in, in a harmful situation for so long? Why was I the perfect victim? What happened? How did this happen? If you want those questions answered, you need to turn to yourself. And I would highly recommend this Codependence Anonymous program to discover those answers. They're similar but also very different for each one of us. There's a workbook you work through, and you work through each step. And one of the biggest steps for me was step four of the program. Take fearless inventory of yourself. That was the hardest for me, to really look at myself and take fearless inventory about who I am as a person and what my fears are, what are my my, you know, my traumas were. So it, it was a huge uh, exercise to to take place for me. And it was literally peeling the onion until I got to the actual Core of my codependency, and it changed changed things for me. Changed the game for me. So, if you are out there and looking for a program like this, I would highly recommend Codependence Anonymous. It's called Coda. You'll find these meetings all over the world. You just have to look on the internet, and it's free. And you can leave whenever you want. Even if you just go for one session or one meeting, and you decided to want to go again you know, that's, it's worth a try. So I highly recommend this program and I hope each and every one of you find the healing that you need to move forward with your life and free yourself from the trauma that you suffered during your abusive relationship. So I'm going to leave it there for today. And so before I go, I just need to make some housekeeping announcements as usual. Please check out the podcast page on Instagram and Facebook, Domestic Abuse The Cutting Edge and Maz Bell. On Twitter, at Abuse Edge, where you can leave comments, feedback, and questions. And you can also find all the episodes and transcripts of this episode and this podcast at HTTPS colon double forward slash domestic abuse, the cutting edge dot com. I also have show notes, which signposts the National Domestic Abuse Helpline. Again, that number zero eight zero eight two triple zero two six seven. It's a free phone or The website where you can fill in a form, nationaldahelpline.org.uk. Please, if you are able to donate to my listener support, please go to the podcast website, com and click on the listener support link to donate. All donations will go towards setting up a cluster of support groups for survivors of domestic abuse, much like the Codependence Anonymous meetings where victims who have recently left their abusive relationship will find life saving support and understanding from experienced survivors who've been there and done that. I'm preparing the manifesto and key principles of the support group. The group will not be a referral or signposting service nor an advice service, just simply survivors sitting down and supporting and listening to each other, a safe space to grow and develop personal journeys to being totally free of abuse in our lives finally the next episode i will tackle red flags 50 shades of red flags we need to be aware of the red flags what they are how to look out for them so until then stay safe do not wait to reach out for help your life matters much love and light this is domestic abuse the cutting edge i am as your host signing out until next time